Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with supermodels and friends, hashtag goal friends, Josephine Scriber and Jasmine Tukes. The Victoria's Secret Angels and high fashion models launched activewear brand Joja in early February. I wanted to ask about how they made a go of becoming business founders and what plans they have to grow this oh-so-fun brand. Welcome to you, Jasmine. Hello. Thank you for having me. And welcome, Josephine. Thank you. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. Yes, this will be so fun. So Joja is not a new... I guess name is not a new concept. This has been around for a while. Um, do you want to walk me through it, Jasmine? What's the birth of, of Joja? <laughs> the birth of Joja was back in 2016. Um, it really just developed over our passion and love for fitness and staying healthy and um, holding each other accountable in the gym. <laughs> nice. And this was um, centered on on Instagram um, and Yes, I hear that a lot that that people share their workouts to hold themselves accountable. That was that was kind of core to this whole thing. Yeah, so we actually started posting our workouts on Instagram. We didn't think Jojo was going to become anything. It was really just for us to share our journey um in the gym with each other. And out of nowhere, girls from all over the world started sharing their workouts with each other and FaceTime FaceTiming their friends and holding each other accountable of like going on you know, a FaceTime together and working out with each other. So it was so crazy that all these girls from all over the, world, over the world were connecting with each other and building these friendships. And then Jojo grew into 700 plus thousand followers. And um, we were completely shocked. It was crazy. <laughs> it's so cool. And almost like 85,000 now on TikTok, which I just saw, which that's big for TikTok. Um, yes. So Josephine, you guys have both been modeling for t- 10 plus years. Like, have you guys known each other for a while, like you, you initially you hit it off earlier. How would you describe your friendship prior to Joja? I mean, Jasmine and I started in the industry basically the same season. Um, we notice each other because we're always walking the same shows. Um, I was there with my mom, so was she, and we both had that like connection. But at that time, I was like seventeen. Jasmine, you must have been like eighteen or something, and we we're both still kind of shy. I was still working on my English, so. There wasn't so much communication until a few years later where we actually like reconnected at Victoria's Secret and we just like hit it off right away, especially like our love for fitness. And we just started hanging out in the gym together and that really built our friendship up massively. Amazing. Well, the activewear market as the last two years as everybody wants to be comfortable, there's nothing really else to do except maybe work out a little bit. (laughs) But tell me, tell me that you're a differentiator in the market. It's definitely uh, cute, a cute line, like more, um, I would say fashion forward than I've seen. But yeah, what what did you, what was your go to market plan? We're going to differentiate this way. Uh, What would you say, uh, Jasmine? Um, I mean, I think it's really hard in the, in the beginning to go into the athleisure world. There's so many amazing brands out there. And what Joe and I really wanted to do was try and create something different. And it actually came up pretty easy for us because whenever we would do our workouts on Instagram or go live, we would always wear the same outfit in a different color and then swap the top and the bottom. So Joe would have a black top and maybe a green bottom, and I would have a green top and a black bottom. And girls also started to catch on to that and do that with their friends as well. So we're like, it's kind of fun to have 
workout outfit where you kind of are matching, but not really. It looks like you go together like your little puzzle piece. Um, so when we were thinking of the, the designs, we wanted to create designs where they had that same look. So one of our tops, for example, is a long sleeve uh, form fit bra. And it has one beautiful long sleeve that is a tan color. And then the base of the bra is a white color and the bottoms are white as well. And then the partner outfit to that is completely swapped. So we thought it was really fun to play into that and create these more stylish designs that are actually meant to be worn together. Um, and what's also really fun about it is if your best best friend has the other option and you guys are similar in size, you can swap the pants and your outfit still matches. So you kind of get like two in one with your bestie. So cute. It seems very much uh, made for Instagram, I would say. Um, tell me about, well, first of all, and I am I saw Megan Roop was part of your launch party and I do Megan Roop and I know that she does these girlfriend workouts like her and her kind of uh, business partner or um, instructor and they're always very popular is the word on the street. <laughs> anyway, there's something something to all of this. Um, but in terms of made for Instagram, um, Josephine, I saw that um, you you do have on on the brand's Instagram account kind of sketches of the designs, um, and you have you both have these amazing followings um, individually. Did you bring kind of your followings into the fold in terms of um, yeah product development? Did you want them to weigh in, um, or was it just about bringing them behind the scenes and they liked all of that? No, we actually have a little group on the side where we have a specific, just like 400 girls that are literally just in this group we call Geneva that's on this app where you can like, it's almost like a Facebook group. It's a private house. And they were part of like picking out the outfits in the sense of like, we would do like color votes. We were a little bit more um, secreted about it the first time because we wanted to make sure that everything was like done properly. And once it came out, it was a big news. But yes, they definitely help us pick the colors. And now that we've like announced that we're doing activewear, um, they are going to be a lot more involved in the following process coming up. And not just that, we actually shot our entire community for the campaign. So we had the girls who were following Joja sign up for the casting and shot that because if there's a reason why we're doing it, it's all for them. That's so nice. How did you choose these 400 girls? Where did they come from? We honestly, like, it's just like one of those things you announce that you have this group. There's a little teeny tiny test if you know the right answers. And if you know the right answers, you can get in. That's so cool. I know of Geneva. Jasmine, what do you what how is that working to build this community? That's that's proving effective? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's just so good that we can literally speak to our customer and speak to our girls and just ask them like, what would what do you want? Do you want this top or this top? Now we're at that stage where we can actually ask them like more detailed questions. Where in the beginning, I think that we were a little scared to let people know what we're doing because it was so different. We never saw best friend outfits and we were like, oh gosh, if we, you know, if we put this out there and ask girls their opinions, some other brand could go and copy it. Cause we, who knew how long it was going to take till we could actually release it due to COVID. Um, but yeah, it's really fun now that we actually, we can actually go in that group. We have rules in there where you're not allowed to screenshot any messages. You can't share anything. What's happens in Geneva stays in Geneva. Um, <laughs> And it's done pretty well. All the girls are super supportive. Um, but now it's really fun because, like, like I said, we can say, okay, would you prefer this top or this top? And then well, whoever gets more votes gets created <laughs> or whichever top gets more votes. <laughs> Your imagery on Instagram, there's definitely um, great diversity in terms of body shape and girl, types of girls. Um, is that a priority for you guys? Um 
Yes. Was that part of factory, uh, the factoring um, in when you were choosing these 400 girls? Like, who's a great representation of our followers, of, of our community? How would you describe that? I mean, going through the 400 emails we got in for casting the first time around, it almost like very organically, there was such a diverse group of girls, such a diverse group of you know, ethnicities and sizing that we wanted to make sure that we represented who our followers are, who a Jojo community is. And it was honestly so, so hard to pick because there's so many amazing girls. And I don't know how casting directors do it, sitting here and like figuring out who can and who couldn't and navigating timing. And But it was a lot of fun. And we can't wait to keep doing this and keep shooting more because if there's anything we would love to do is just always highlight the amazing community that we have built. And these are Gen Z. Your community is young, yeah? Yep. I mean, that's yes. a good <laughs> range of age group, but they're definitely a little younger. Tell me, I guess, um, in terms of your following, the marketing strategy for getting this off the ground, you have that following. Is that enough? Like, did you have to, um, yeah, pay for ads or, um, yeah, it was there. They were there. They were at the ready. I mean, day one, so yeah. far, we've not done anything outside of just our community and between me and Jasmine. So, Ads is for sure is probably something we have to work on in the future. But for now, we've been extremely lucky that we got such a success that it sold out just almost worth by mouth of our community. That is spectacular. Would you say <laughs> that is so unfair? Brands are like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Um, but yeah, how often are you planning? Oh, let's talk about COVID. You mentioned kind of obstacles there. Did you plan to launch this earlier than February? Um, why was now a good time, Jasmine? Um, gosh, I feel like we, okay, we started Jojo in 2016. I would say two years ago, we decided let's actually make it into something because we kept getting asked, when are you guys launching the, our followers would call it merch. When are you launching merch? Or when are you guys putting out a product? And we were like, oh gosh, what do we start with? There's so many different things or so many different ways that Jojo can go, but what is the best kind of, I guess, entry point for us to get into the fitness world? And clothing was the, I think the thing that stood out to, stood out to us the most because we do a lot of content and we're like, why don't we just wear our own clothes while we're doing the content rather than, you know, keep promoting all these other brands, which we love and admire. But, um, yeah, so we were supposed to, I mean, we worked on it for almost two years. The hardest thing for us was finding a factory that could do it, um, because we also, are very hands-on in everything we do. And we couldn't just, you know, choose a factory overseas and be like, okay, let's trust you guys to do it. We wanted to be able to actually go down there, see the factory, make sure everything is done in an ethical way. And I mean, I always say this, but like Joe and I are almost a little too hands-on. Like it gets a little, (laughs) our manufacturer now is like, you guys are insane. Like we're like, oh, this little stitch right here needs to go a little bit this way. We're just really crazy. But I think it's because... We've spent the last 10, 11 years of our life trial and error with so many different brands' clothes, and we've kept different pieces of things we like and we don't like, and we have been like really, really invested in the whole design process. So it did take a little bit longer than expected because of that reason. And again, like Joja is not something where Joe and I just like slapped our name on it. We really wanted to learn from the ground up. Like, what does it take? How do you build a tech back? How do you do all these things behind the brand? And so with that, it took probably a year extra, 
amount of time for us to put it out. And also I think as well, you know, supply chain, like getting the fabrics, it's not easy. Oh my gosh. It's like, we see a fabric, we're like, oh my God, we love this fabric so much. I'm like, okay, you'll get it next year. And we're like, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Well, the manufacturing partner, the factory, that was a key partner out of the gate. Um, and what other partners were necessary? What, what's, who's the Joja team? Um, the Joja team right now is me, Jasmine, our factory. We just hired on a assistant to keep our life running smoothly so we don't get behind and then we have a tiny, uh, like an advisor that talks to us like once or twice a week. And that's basically it. So, but what me and Jasmine is quickly realizing because it was such a success, we are looking to expand the team because we definitely need a little bit of help to, to keep up with demand. Okay, great. What is demand? So did you sell out out of the gate? How much did you, <laughs> quantity of, of these items did you did you know to produce um, based on the demand? Yeah, what's the rollout strategy, I guess? Is it seasonal? I think drops are, are what's working. But yeah, how would you describe that, Jasmine? Well, we actually, in the beginning, had no idea how many actual items to put out <laughs> in the beginning. Um, also, again, fabric. We didn't have a ton of fabric, but we made enough. We made a few thousand pieces completely sold out. And we're now we're trying to replenish that, which is not easy. And customers are like begging us, begging us. We're like, we're trying, we're trying. Um, but yeah, um, I think, I mean, Joe and I, we always love new things and it's always so fun for us to design. So we were already designing, you know, end of the year's products and we hope to kind of put something out or at least a new color color uh, colorway every month or two months. Okay, great. Do you guys have design experience other than obviously living and breathing fashion for the last 10 plus years? Um, <laughs> yeah. Does it come naturally? How would you describe it? I think we're both extremely creative and understand like what works for us. I mean, we've lived in at leisure wear for the last 10 years have tried every brand and there's so many amazing brands out there, but there was always something like if they just fixed this whole thing, if they just did this, um, so it's super exciting to do our own. But like Jasmine is saying, like we aren't educated in tech pack and all this, but we sat down and really learned. And one of our good friends, she is like an actual designer. So we had a meeting with her. I'm like, this is what we want on paper because you can't really show up to a factory with like the stick figure drawing. Um, so she helped us put our like vision on paper and be able to like translate that. And then we sat down with a team and they explained to us what was physically possible because you can maybe make something look really cute on paper, but it might not work with the stitching and the overlap and how you put it on. So that definitely was like a design process, but it was a lot of fun to get into it. And I, I would say we're going to be a lot quicker with the next designs coming up because we learned so much the first time around. I think it's also really funny because Joe and I will have a design and we're like, this is what we want to do. And no matter what, it's going to happen. And they're, they're like, the sewers are like, absolutely not. And we're like, Yes, absolutely. It is going to work. And we ended up and we made it work, especially we have a um, a crossover top that creates a really beautiful diamond shape in uh, like to match with the pants. And it was the hardest top to make because there's an understrap that's pulling from somewhere and it was making the top go a little wonky with the direction it was sitting. And we worked on that top for nine, nine months, nine months. It's insane. And they in the beginning, they're like, it's not going to work. I'm like, it will work. I, I will Trust admit me, this. I'm going to learn how to sew. I'll admit this. There was a moment like month seven where I'm like, Jas, do we just give up? 
And she had full faith that we could figure it out. Um, so hats off to Jasmine for keeping with it because it finally like came to be the vision we had looked for. And it was worth it. So worth Heck it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, would you say, I hear that a lot from creatives, designers that, um, you know, they almost get feel defeated because they have this great vision about um, a, maybe a higher fashion or more out there um, creative design. And um, there's the constant discussion, especially for larger companies where this is not kind of commercially viable. Um, it's not going to sell. It's not a given. Um, it's a little risky. Um, do you just feel like you know your your followers so well and what's going to work and you know what you like is pretty much what they like? Or how would you describe that kind of balance between your vision and and what will sell? Is it is it a match? I mean, I feel like we know our followers pretty well. We do have a very young audience. So that's kind of where <clears throat> we had to play with our designs a little bit. Um, for example, our girlfriend designs that are the matching sets with your partner, we were not sure those were going to sell very well. Cause we're like, they're a little bit out there. Maybe someone doesn't want to wear a one arm sleeve or, you know, maybe someone doesn't want two pieces crossing over the top and kind of not as, not so much of like a classic top. So what we did actually to kind of cater to everyone, I guess you could say is create a line of basics as well. So there's an option for everyone. There's, you know, if you don't like colors, there's an option to buy black and it's like the most basic, classic workout outfit. So we wanted to make sure that we make, we could make everyone happy. And so far I think we've done pretty well. And I think, I mean, we didn't decide to throw the classics into the collection until I think six months down the design path. Cause I even got a little scared. I'm like, I don't know, like, would I want to work out on this every day? Maybe, maybe not. But like, sometimes I just like to be super plain and be able to style it on a day-to-day like basis with like a cute jacket or something. So I wanted to make sure that we had something where you could do that. Like you could go walk down the street and put a blazer on or a bomber jacket on and some boots and you look super cute. But we really nailed it because our um, gold fund collection with the really was what sold out first. We were both like overly yeah. surprised. We thought, okay, of course, like, you know, the more classic your everyday wear is going to be like the hit. But people really resonated, especially without one sleeve. Um, and that's been really fun to see. So I can't wait for people to get that in their hands like any day now. We're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. Well, you've got your name all over this puppy. <laughs> Tell me about, um, you mentioned um, kind of ethical factories. Does your following have a, a lot of questions? Was there a lot of pressure there to ensure you met certain sustainability standards and and other um I guess, criteria that, that the consumer um, is really eyeing these days? I just I think the new generation in general, like the world is just way more aware and make way more conscious of the brands they decide to buy from or live in. And I think the consumer and the young kids out there just demand that you stand up and do do better. And I love that. And I love that criteria for people. I love that demand from everybody out there that, not only do they want, you know, good quality, they want it done right. They want conscious effort to make sure that you leave a little bit less of a massive imprint on the world in a, in that bad way and make sure that when you do a campaign, I mean, you include the world and everybody feels seen. So I respect them so much for demanding that, not just of us, but in general of the world, because if there's an industry that definitely can do a little better, it's fashion. Um, so we we made a conscious effort to do as best as we can 
And with each collection, we're hoping to go a little bit better. Like Jasmine was saying, this is a fun word, supply chain. Um, but so hopefully down the line, we can be even more conscious and more sustainable of fabric than we are now. But every, everything is a little step as long as it's a step in the right direction. That's a good point. Absolutely. Is this self-funded? Are you guys looking for investors? Um, right now we're self-funded completely. Uh, so hopefully we can keep that going for a while, but we do know that we probably will need in- investors if we um, go into expanding just again, the word fun word supply chain and stuff. We would have to need to buy into multiple season ahead of it because we are waiting constantly on the back end for fabric. And I think almost every brand out there is dealing with that right now. I'm just seeing when I order myself, everything doesn't come overnight anymore. Well, you said um, as you grow, expand, what's the potential for this line? Um, are you looking lifestyle brand goals, um, grow beyond the activewear uh, line? How would you describe that, Jasmine? What, what's the plan? I mean, hopefully <laughs> we can build an entire Joja universe. I wish you know I could show you all of our ideas right now. We basically have books and books um, literally sitting to the right of me, books and books of so many ideas we want to do. I think Joja is really such a fun opportunity for us to build an entire umbrella around health and wellness, wellness, whether that is, you know, protein drinks or, you know, beauty waters or workout equipment, you know, there's so much that we can do with Joja. And, um, I feel like, I don't know, the, for us, it's like, the opportunities are endless. Do you guys want to be doing, how are you making time? Do you have aspirations to be doing this full time or this, this is not the core idea, the core, the core thing you want to be doing. Tell me the balance, but you're in demand as models. That's for sure. I mean, honestly, it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, go ahead, Jess. <laughs> go Joe. <laughs> no, for us, it's been, I mean, like you said earlier, we've been in this industry for 10 plus years and always been the face of other people's brands. Um, been the, the one selling other people's stuff. So being behind the scenes, seeing how it's built, being able to like grow this baby on our own is such a passion of me and Jasmine. And I think as exhausting and exciting and as thrilling and as nerve wracking as it is, it really is what I live and breathe for. It's what I wake up excited about in the morning. It's what we are on the phone about every day. So I must always say that this is becoming slowly and not slowly, very quickly, our full-time job. And then we're trying to navigate modeling now in between it. And that's the beauty of being two of us. It's that if I have to go and set for like a day or two, I'm like, Jasmine, you got that this week? And opposite. So we're trying to coordinate not being gone at the same time. That makes sense. Well, I know that you teamed. Well, first, let's talk about this launch party <laughs> and why this was necessary or why this, how this was effective. Um, what was the design for all of this? What was the idea behind um, kind of yeah launching with a bang? Um, I think Josephine and I always love to do things with a bang, and we like to make everything ten times more difficult for ourselves. Um, the launch party was something that was so awesome. I mean. We looked at a space maybe, when was it, a week or two weeks before the actual event, and it ended up being the most perfect space. We were the first people to have an event there. It was a beautiful rooftop space in Santa Monica, California, and it actually had an outdoor gym on the rooftop with a big grassy area where we could host, you know, the Megan Roop workout and the dog pen workout. So it was just so perfect. And we just really wanted to have an, a day where we can invite our friends and people who support us to have like a fun wellness day. 
So fun. Well, I definitely saw it all over <laughs> channels, um, the people I follow. So yeah, it made an impact. Tell me about Megan Roop, Dog Pound, the potential for, I guess, are these official partnerships? Do you partner with um, kind of outside brands in an official way? The Joja brand, I would say. Is Joja an influencer? <laughs> that name. <laughs> uh, for us, it's like, we just love that our, like, as as someone who's been in fitness and worked out and worked out with some of the best people on the planet, we always want to share that with our community. We always want to show that support back. And yeah, Joja is not shy to collaborate. Joja will never be shy to show other amazing fitness instructors or brands or because if there's anything, I think the more you share, the more we all like collaborate, the more we can help each other be lifted up in the same environment. Did you guys work with influencers or do you plan to beyond yourselves um, to, yeah, I guess as a microphone for the brand or an amplifier? I mean, I don't think we're opposed to it yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, luckily, we're able to kind of do everything ourselves. I feel like we're our, Joja's biggest influencers. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> um, but also we have so many amazing friends that are just really the best and support us in every way they can. They're like, let us know what we can do. And they're just so amazing. And um yeah, I mean, I think down the line, of course, I think every brand kind of has to go that route and use influencers. That's why they're there. Yes. <laughs> Help support your brand and get it, you know, known worldwide. Yes, for sure. Well, talk to me about the modeling industry. I like is every model have to have a following? I think the answer is yes, um, on social. And um, I would say even maybe have an influence influencer marketing manager like do you how has your job changed I guess in the last 10 years um and and the role of the model I mean individually um Josephine do you want to start I mean when we started out it was almost like an anonymous job I remember like you would show up and you would do your shoot and like even you could stand next to your poster you nobody would barely, barely recognize that but then the age of influence and Instagram Snapchat and Twitter and all these platforms came up and it gave modeling a voice we haven't had. Instead of like walk around your book, you could now show your social media. You were able to show a side of you that nobody had seen before because there's not really a way to be personal at taking people behind the scenes. And I think for me, it really just changed how everybody went about their career. It changed that you were able to really connect. It makes sense when you connect them with brands because they, we all made sure that it, it fit your brand or we're again in the way of like, well, this is actually stuff I love and talk about and not just like, Hey, I'm a face. It's like, no, I'm passionate about this brand. I love this brand. Um, and I think that was the beauty of it, but yeah, definitely nowadays there is like a whole different requirement because we do need to be able to not just like be the face and sell, but also on a personal level, reach customers and our fan bases, um, really has like a good pull into that. But that's why you also make sure that, the brands you work with fits your brand because you're becoming a brand in yourself. And that's been an extremely fun learning curve, but also so satisfying that there's actually a vessel that you can control a lot more and that it fits you. And again, working with brands that are fun and you stand behind. Would you say the same, uh, Jasmine? And is Instagram the wall, the new, I guess, model book? <laughs> yeah, I would say the same. And I mean, I'm always like, wow, these girls these days are so lucky that this is how they get to start their career. Because back when Joe and I started and anyone before that, man, you had to run around town without 
a digital portfolio. It was all in your book, running around Paris, Milan, uh, London, New York, having no idea where you're going and just walking in and showing face. So I'm always like, wow, these girls have it easy right? <laughs> these days. It was not easy for us. And girls are like, oh, it's so easy to walk these shows. I'm like, oh, little do you know, my friend, it is not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly. Um, well, you guys were kind of discovered. Is that right? Or like, would you have like, did you know you wanted to be a model back then? Do you think you would have been, I guess, almost going to bat for yourself um, on a social channel? Look at me. <laughs> I'm something to see. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I think I'm one of the few, if not one of the only girls that actually said, I want to be a model from, I guess, since I was like five years old when I could speak and actually understand what it was. I literally did not want to do anything else. I didn't know anything else existed except for wanting to be a model. Um, and my mom was a celebrity stylist. So growing up, I'd always be on set and kind of see that world. And I was obsessed with the world. I love fashion. I'm such a girly girl. Um, so if I were to start modeling today, <laughs> I would definitely be like, look at me. I want to model so bad. <laughs> right on. Josephine, would you say the same? Does it come really naturally for you? Because like you enjoy being in front of the camera um, in terms of, yeah, both social media and, well, yeah, social. Oh, for me, it was like a whole different uh, situation. I was such a tomboy playing sport, did not think that modeling was in in my car. I don't even know if I followed what modeling was. I didn't know what half the brands meant. I didn't nothing, knew nothing about fashion, but got discovered on the street uh, at the age of 14. People walked up and kept stopping me. And then I thought that was pretty creepy, but I had a cleaning <laughs> job at the time at office. And I was like, maybe this is a more fun way to get some pocket money. Again, didn't think it would be like an international career that I now 12 years later sit here and talk about, but yeah. Uh, Turned out when I was in front of a camera, I had a lot of fun. I was good at it. And I was like, this is really cool. And I moved to New York and never really returned. Amazing. Did you guys have to figure out how to like shoot yourselves and all of that, all of this in the last two years when, when everything was locked down? Yeah. What was that experience? I never thought you could work from home as a model. That is something I have totally pivoted around the last two years, having to figure out how to like buy the equipment. Um, set up at home, realized I don't have enough white walls. I put too many paint paintings or things up to make it cute. So we had to like clear out that. Uh, I was lucky that my fiance has a good eye, but yeah, it was a learning process for the two of us to figure out how to like set up light, um, learning how to do my own hair and makeup, like basically be my entire own team. So I have a mad respect that I already had, but really, really grateful for my teams now when I'm able to be back at it. But it's a cool skill to be able to kind of like do it remotely or do it wherever you are. So I'm grateful for learning that. It's also kind of funny now because you used to get on a plane and fly across the country to go to photo shoot. But now since COVID, people just send you stuff and you're like, I'm just in my backyard. So now when people call and they're like, oh, fly to New York, I'm like, can you just send me the clothes? <laughs> I'll get it done here. Don't worry. It'll be great. <laughs> got kind of spoiled now. Like models don't have to travel. It's crazy. <laughs> I love this. Well, back to the business and we will just what we're in store for this year. Well, first of all, your website, like, is it a Shopify site? Was just like this, a plug and play type of a thing? I'm sure it took a while to figure this, this out as well, but is it all you're selling direct? It's all through your site. Is that the setup? Yeah, the setup. Yep. It is a Shopify site. 
Okay, great. We're selling direct. <laughs> <laughs> Any plans to, to sell through a retailer? I mean, for us, nothing is ever, you know, we just never shut anything off or shut anything down. Um, we've already had a few talks with some different wholesale partners and we're just hearing them out, hearing the ideas and seeing where Joja can go in the future. I think in the long run, it'd be amazing to have Joja in store so people can actually touch it and feel it. I know when I shop, um, I have a hard time actually shopping online because I'm the kind of person that does like to touch things and feel it and try it on. Um, so yeah, for me, I think it would be awesome. Or maybe one day Joja has their own store. That's the dream. Yes. <laughs> That's for sure the dream. But yeah, I'm definitely way more of an online shopper. If it looks cute on on the photos, I have full faith that it will look great when it gets on there. And you start getting to know brands and you start realizing what brands are actually true to your size and true to like what fits. So and maybe that's a COVID thing, but yeah, I shop <laughs> way too much online. <laughs> I saw there's a blog coming. One more thing for you to do. Start yes. cranking out some, <laughs> some posts. Um, what else, Anything else we can expect this year? Maybe that's when a new line will be, come into play in 2022. Um, yeah. Can you, anything specific you can share? We hopefully, working on it, will have a new type of collection within Joja end of March, beginning of April. I'm not going to give a definitive answer because, you know, times change all around, but it's going to be a good one. It's my favorite. We've been working on it for a year and um, I'm super excited for people to see it. And also we may or may not be working on something that has to do with a workout program. So we'll see. Oh, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Can't give all the details. <laughs> oh, I love it. Last question. What the hell works on TikTok? Because you're making it work. <laughs> it's such a like minefield in terms of, um, yeah, is it, they just want to see your your cute clothes. They want to see a great workout. What do they want to see? Honestly, oh my gosh, Jas- Jasmine's a TikTok queen, so I follow her advice. She, she has cracked that code a lot better. I'm just still trying to keep up. Um, for me, it's all about authenticity being funny. You know, Instagram for me is a place where it's a little bit more work focused and you can be yourself, but people are a little bit more curated. Whereas with TikTok, I always find like, just be yourself. You know, you don't have to be like fully glammed on there. Look like you just got out of bed and do like a funny video or do a dance or do a cool transition, you know, video with outfits you love. Um, so TikTok is going to be really fun for us to build Joja on because I think there's so many fun ideas. I mean, over the last year, I've been saving all these videos. I'm like, oh, Joja can do this because it's like a fun transition or a fun workout video. And I just really think it's a great place to expand. And so many eyes see you that have never seen you or never know you before. And I think it's such a cool place for creators to just like show their personalities. I love TikTok. I'm a big TikTok fan. Sounds like I work there. (laughs) (laughs) I I get sucked in for hours. Well, this was so fun, you guys. So appreciate all your time today. And yeah, check out Joja. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much. That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Be sure to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to the Glossy Podcast. See you next week.